Amen. But let's look at Matthew 22, verse 34. This evening, Matthew 22, verse 34. It says, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus said, number one, love your God. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He said, this is the first commandment. The second one is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We as Christians, we are to, to love God, number one. I mean, you know, you can be a Christian and just be lukewarm. You can be a Christian and just have gone, eh, just, just going through life. Ought not be that way, but, you know, it can be that way. You got born again at some point, but you're walking through life, you know. Maybe you read your Bible. Uh, but as far as the day-to-day, -day, you could be just kind of meh about it, about God. Like I said, it shouldn't be that way. But as Christians, we're supposed to be fervent about, number one, our God, about the Lord. And to love Him with all our heart, our soul, with all our mind. To, to have God as the center of what we do, not just a part. In other words, not just, well, I go to church or I watch church, you know, a couple times a week or part, and yeah, I'm, in, I'm in with God, but the other times I'm just, just living. No, as Christians, number one, we are supposed to be centered on Him. We're supposed to be centered on the Lord. That our life, everything we do is centered on Him. Everything that we do, we are doing as representatives of Him. In other words, we are thinking... You may not consciously think it, but we ought to give it some thought at some point. As I am walking through life, when I act, I have to understand I'm acting on God's behalf. As a Christian, I am doing, is this what I should do based on my relationship with God, based on what the Word says? Our, our lives are representations of him, And we're supposed to love Him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. Make Him the center so that as we walk, it's as if Jesus, ideally, none of us is perfect, but ideally it's supposed to be as we're walking, we're His hands, His feet, His mouth on the earth. As Christians, we're to be, Christian literally you know, means a a little Christ. It's, it's one that follows Christ. That's, it's not just a title. It's not just a group. We are the church, the ones that have been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are representatives of Him. 
So that is the first commandment, Jesus said, the first and greatest commandment. Verse 39, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Number one, love God. Number two, you love your neighbor as yourself. Well, how do you love yourself? Well, if you're like all people, you know, you, you treat yourself well. We're to, I mean, in the Word, we're not, we're not to put ourselves above, but, you know, if you're hungry, you feed your body. Now, we need to keep our flesh under, don't misunderstand me, but how do you treat yourself? How do you want things for yourself? Well, that's how we're supposed to treat other people. We're supposed to think, wait a minute, when I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm thinking, how would I want to be treated? How would, I want, uh, how would I want somebody to treat me? That's not that hard, I mean, as far as conceptually. When I look at you, I should treat you like I would want to be treated in a situation. Matthew 7, 12, just put it up on the screen, says, Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. This is the law and the prophets. In other words, this is the sum of everything that had been spoken up to that point through God is, if whatever you want somebody to do to you, you do to them. Period. If it's good for you, then it's good for them. If it's good for them, it's good for you, vice versa. That's how we ought to think. Is like, okay, I'm doing something for you. How would I want to be treated in this situation? And he said that you should love your neighbor as yourself. That, that we should love our neighbors. Galatians 5.13 It says, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Saying the same thing, all the law is fulfilled in one word, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, every statute, every direction, every commandment in the word comes down to this, love the other person like you would love yourself. In James 8, or 2, verse 8, it says, If you really fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. In verse 8, it says, If you really fulfill the royal law, here it calls it the royal law. What's that? The law of love. The royal law. In the New Covenant, we're to, we don't, the, all the laws and the statutes that are put out, like in the Old Covenant, they were for unregenerate men and women. They were for, to, to be a guide for people that weren't born again. But in the New Covenant, we have the Spirit of the Almighty inside of us. We have the Spirit that is the, the, the Spirit of truth in us. And everything that we do then ought to be governed by the law of love. In other words, all the commandments are summed up by walking in love. 
you wouldn't break a commandment. In other words, if it says, uh, you know, don't lie, well, if you love somebody, you're not going to lie to them. Do you like to be lied to? No, I wouldn't think you would. So then, do I lie to somebody else? No. Well, then if I'm loving somebody, I wouldn't lie to them, so I automatically would fulfill that. Any of the commandments, if I am, if I am walking and treating somebody in love like I want to be treated, then I'm going to automatically fulfill all the commandments. I don't, people get legalistic about, well, can I do this? Can I do that? Ask yourself the question, do I want somebody to do that? How do I want to be treated? And then I'll have my answer. Walking in love is the New Testament commandment. Walking in love with our, our neighbor. So as Christians, you know, there's a lot of turmoil around the world, but in our country right now, there's a lot of turmoil. And God has the answer. Nothing that's happened, nothing that we're go to, going through right now has taken God off guard. And God, through Jesus, has provided the answer. Through what, what has, uh, God has done through Jesus Christ has put His Spirit. For a Christian, it's not a title. It's not just a, oh, you're in a club. When we become a Christian, we have the very Spirit of the living God come on the inside of us and dwell, and we have God's love, which we'll read here in a moment. We have God's love dwelling on the inside of us. And so for the Christian, we have the ability to walk in God's kind of love. And He is good and right and just and true, period. There's never any time where He's wrong and ever any time where He does the wrong thing. And we have that spirit on the inside of us. And as Christians... We are to be the light in the world. We are to, to act, behave as if Jesus himself, what would he do in any given situation? That's the way we're to, ought to act. Now, we fall short. As humans, we don't walk it out perfectly. That's why we needed a Savior. But because we don't walk it out perfectly, we shouldn't set ourselves up to walk it out or not walk it out perfectly and assume we're not. We do what we know to do and what the Word says and walk according to His Spirit on the inside of us, walk according to the law of love, treat our neighbor as we would treat ourselves, and we will be letting God flow through us in situations. The world needs, this country needs Christians to do the word, to walk in love, to treat people like Jesus would treat them, period. All of us. I'm talking everybody. And love is not some mamby-pamby, ooey-gooey, feel-good, oh, you know, I, I, I really feel like I love you. It has nothing to do with that. That is not the God kind of love. God's love, walking in God's love, 
what Jesus was talking about here, that you say, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself, he's not talking about a feeling. He's talking about a choice. He's talking about choosing in every situation to flow with God who is inside of us, the Spirit of God who is inside of us, choosing to flow with Him and do what He would do in a situation. You know, our natural mind can say, how can somebody attain to that? He told us to do it. And if He told us to do it, we can flow with Him. If we need to have our understanding enlightened in certain, er uh, enlightened in certain areas, then we can ask Him, Lord, help me, show me, guide me, direct me, show me how to interact with the person, show me how to deal with this situation. But God always has a way through every situation, and His way is love, period. The Bible said God is love. Let's look at that. Um, let's skip down to 1 John 4. 1 John 4. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God has been manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Notice several things. In verse 8, it says, for God is love. He, he doesn't love, He is love. God is love. And then in verse 9, it says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Verse 10, in this is love, not that we loved Him, that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. So Jesus showed the way. It's not that we loved God. It's that God loved us and sent His Son to die for us, to be our redemption. To be the propitiation, the mercy seat, the redemption for our sins. And then it says, if God loved us that way, we ought to love one another. In uh, Skipping down to, to verse 19, 1 John 4, 19, it says, we love Him because He first loved us. See, God loved us first, so we love Him back. And this is what, because He loved us, because we love Him, then we have the ability to love other people. That's what gives us the ability to love other people. It is not uh, uh, self-discipline in the sense that you just work it up. It is, uh, we need to control ourselves, but it is not something that you generate. You cannot walk in the love of God without having God on the inside of you. God gave us the ability to love because He died for us, was buried, rose again, and gave us the ability to, to believe on Him, to become made new, 
so that we then have His presence, His very Spirit on the inside of us that we can flow through Him. It's not like He's telling us to do something from afar. He actually lives on the inside of us and gives us the ability to do exactly what He would have us to do in every situation. We have the ability, the presence, the Spirit of Almighty God to help us do this. And that is the way we are to walk on the earth. Not not in man's philosophy. We, we've done so much of men's philosophy throughout the history of the world. But at the end of the day, men's philosophies don't work. It's the love and the, the truth of God's word that will break every situation open. It is his truth and his light. God's word works every time because he is right, he is true. And in this case, he is love itself, and he gives us the ability to do what he has told us to do. Let's go down, uh, let's go to Romans 5, verse 1. Romans 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So as Christians, we have the love of God poured out in our lives, in our hearts, and the given the ability. It doesn't say we got a little bit of God's love. It doesn't say we just got a thimbleful. It says the love of God was poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So we have the Spirit of God residing on the inside. So we don't grasp that fully. None of us grasp that completely. We take it by faith. We renew our mind. But to really believe and understand that God Himself lives in us, the Holy Spirit lives in you, lives in me. As Christians, we are actually home for the Holy Spirit to believe that and understand that. Takes mind renewal. To, to grasp it. We'll never fully grasp it, I don't believe, on this earth, but we can take it by faith. We can say, I don't understand that with my natural mind. I don't have all, I mean, really, can you figure that out? How Almighty God, the Spirit of God, lives on the inside of you? You can't, you can't materially explain that to somebody. We need to take it by faith, but as we take it by faith, we can renew our mind, and our mind lines up with what He said so that we can take it, and our mind can just agree with it. And just side in with God's Word. But as we grasp that more and more, that we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us, and that His love has been, not just a little bit given to us, poured out in our hearts. It's been poured out. We have the love of God. Uh, I, I want to say in spades. You know, we play that game once in a while. If you've never played spades, if you have spades, when you, when you play 
a, a, a card, a, a, a hand, if you have a spade, you win. And if you have a lot of spades, when you come to the hand, there, there's nothing anybody can do unless they have a higher spade. But if you have a lot of spades and you just play them down, I mean, nothing anybody can do. They can't beat you that way. Well, when you say the love of God has been poured out, that means we have the love of God. We have it in abundance. And it has nothing to do with feelings. It has nothing to do with how we see a situation, you know, how we feel like the situation looks. We have it poured out in our heart. And we can act on the Word of God by choosing to believe that He has done what he said he was going to do, I mean, if we grasp the fact that the Spirit of God is in any situation with me, he's there, his Spirit's there, the love of God's been poured out in my heart. Now I have everything I need to overcome. I can walk in the way Jesus walked. Jesus told us to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, with humanity, people can try to use their discipline without God, and try to do, but the natural fleshly nature is against this. But with God... And God being in our, in our hearts and being poured out, the love of God being poured out. When we come to a situation, we have everything we need to do the, exactly what we need to do in that situation. We have the love of God. We can choose to flow with that love. We can choose to say what we need to say. We can choose to act in love. And it doesn't say that we feel like it. It doesn't say we necessarily want to do something. But we can flow with the love of God. And as Christians, this is supposed to be our witness, is that we flow in that love. That the love of God is supposed to be a representation of Jesus on this earth so that people see that and say, that's different, that's not normal, that's not human. That's not just the way humans act normally. Jesus himself, he came to die for us. And when they ridiculed him, when they mocked him, when they spit on him, he didn't retaliate. He laid down his life for us. He was walking in love toward us. We're, as Christians, we're his children. We're, to, we're supposed to be representative of him on this earth. In fact, the Bible says in several places, that's how people will know that we are Christians. Uh, John 13, 34. If you can go back to John 13, 34. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It didn't actually say a lot of things. Thank God uh, for His power. Thank God for the moving of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says here, Jesus is saying, it's by His love that people are going to know who His disciples are. In Matthew 7, 15, it says, Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You, you will know them by their fruits. 
Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. He's talking about some you know, people being false prophets and uh, different things bad, and he's saying you'll know if they're good or bad by their fruit. He says you'll know a good tree because it bears good fruit. You know a bad tree because it bears bad fruit. But he sums it up in verse 20, saying by their fruits you will know them. In other words, you're going to know what kind of tree it is. You're going to know what kind of person it is by the fruit that's in their lives. Not by what they say, not by where they go to church, not by who they profess, but what is the fruit in their lives. What, what are we allowing God to do through us? And as the church, we are not underpowered. We are not under-equipped. God, through Jesus, gave us everything we need to do His work on the earth, to love people, to flow with Him, to share His goodness, and in every situation, to be the light, to be the love in that situation. And we have the love of God poured out in our our hearts to flow with Him. If we we'll get, start getting more in tune with our spirit, and in every situation just ask God, how should I act? What, you know, because our natural, natural flesh wants to react you know, negatively in certain situations. You, know, you don't have to go any further than just uh, you know, in your, your situation with a roommate, or with brothers and sisters, or with your spouse, or with your parents. You know, if you live, I'm not talking saying you have a negative life, but if you just walk, or even co-workers, whoever, if you're just walking closely with people, there'll be times when other people just rub you the wrong way. You know, that's just human nature. Your flesh wants to react a certain way. But if we'll practice that regardless of how we feel, regardless of how the situation's pushing us, be conscious. Start being conscious of the fact that God is in us. It's looking for a... Let me get this. This is my phone. But if I put this on my head and I start walking around, I haven't practiced this at all. So, but if I'm walking around on this, if I'm walking around and I'm not paying attention, I could easily drop this. I'm not going to drop it. I've dropped my phone so many times. Thank God for this case. It's a really good case. My phone would be destroyed. But if I am walking around and I'm trying to keep this on, it's going to be hard for me to keep it on at first. I probably would not be able to do it, and I probably would wreck my phone. So I'm just going to hold it and pretend like my hand is not there. If I'm walking around, it may fall off some. But, you know, I've seen just recently, I don't remember what we were watching, but something where people were walking and they had stuff on their head and they were just walking and it was like, how are they keeping that thing on their head? I, I couldn't do that. But, you know, that's the way it is with becoming conscious of the Spirit of God on the inside of us and the fact that we have the love of God. It may be where, you know, you go along, you have this and you forget it's on and then it just falls off and pretty soon you're in the same thing you used to do all the time. You know, you react in the same way. You forget that God is actually on the inside of you. The love of God's there. You get in the situation, you react the same way. That's the same thing as this thing just falling off. But you know, if we'll start becoming more and more conscious that when I'm walking around, 
I am not just walking to myself. When I'm in a situation, it's not just me. And if something pushes my buttons, that I'm not just reacting to my own self, but I am reacting in the love of God. We start recalibrating to, wait a minute, God is on the inside of me. How would he react? If Jesus were here, what would he do? What lines up with the Word of God? See, then it's like walking around with this thing, and pretty soon it starts. I'm not going to take my hand off this, but let's pretend my hand isn't there. I'm actually walking on. I'm becoming conscious of the fact that this thing's there, and pretty soon I'm not having to pay attention to all the time. I can actually just be in a situation, and I start to flow with the love of God almost unconsciously. But if something does push my button, instead of reacting, I start reacting out of what God has said in His love, in His reservoir. I, we don't have any shortage of the ability to walk in love as a Christian. There is no excuse saying, well, I just can't do it. That's not true. We have God on the inside of us. We in, in fact, say that. Say right where you are. Say, I have God on the inside of me. Say it again. I have God on the inside of me. Say, I have God's love poured out in my heart. I have God's love poured out in my heart. I just imagine just, you know, pictures being dumped to overflowing in our heart, in our being. We have God's love poured out. So when something pushes on us, it's not just our flesh reacting. It is, wait a minute, God is in me. I can react out of that reservoir of God's love. That's not, that's not normal humanity. That is walking in the love of God. That's walking in as his representative, as his ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says this very thing. It says, Now all things are of God, who, was, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. You and me, Christians, if you're a Christian, if you believed on the Lord Jesus, you are His representative, whether you realize it or not, in every situation. Verse 19, that is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It says we're ambassadors for Christ. What is that? We're representative of Him. We are supposed to be representing the Lord Jesus Christ and, and on Jesus' behalf, on God's behalf, saying, be reconciled to God. As we walk in our lives on this earth, that's what we're doing. It didn't say when we're just preaching, like right now, we're sharing the Word of God. That's, this is... This is not the only time. This is when we are walking through life. Whatever we do in every situation, it speaks volumes. It speaks much more than what we say. And when we react in the love of God, God Almighty working through us, reacting as we would want to be treating, treating somebody the way we would want to treat somebody, not a mamby-pamby feel-good, but we're treating we are walking in love and, and walking according to His Spirit. It is the, the power of God coming on the scene to transform a situation. Let's look really quickly. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. Now, this is very familiar. I just want to, this passage on love, we could preach for months on this. But let's just read it. 
We know we have the love of God. If we're Christians, we've read scriptures that say we are to love. We're to love. Jesus told us to. He said we don't love, just we love because He first loved us. It said the love of God is poured out in our heart. It said that uh, we are representatives of Him and how people are going to know that we're, we're His uh, disciples are through love. Now, let's just read through this in the Amplified. This is what love is, and every bit of this, we have the ability to walk in in every situation always right now. And let's look through it, and I encourage you, if you haven't, go print this out. These scriptures will be available on the media page with this uh, message. When we're done, we always put those on the, the website in a file format. You can download these, but of course you can look this up. There's many websites where you can just look up the Bible if you don't want to type it. But I encourage you, print these out, these scriptures out. And I like the Amplified in this. It's very descriptive. And see yourself as having all these things all the time in situations. Let's read it. Verse 4, it says, Love endures long and is patient and, and kind. I want you to, as we're thinking about this and looking at this, this is what I have been filled with. This is what I have in myself right now. We don't say, I don't have these things. Well, I'm just so impatient. No, that contradicts what it says right now. I have patience. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful nor vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly. It does not act unbecomingly. God's or love, love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes and is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. Now we could, like I said, we could preach on all those things and break everything down. We're not going to do that tonight. I encourage you to go look at those scriptures. But just reading that, you can see all the things that we have on the inside of us that love is in us and that we have the ability in situations to act according to this. Not according to our flesh, not according to our feelings, but this, this is a, a stock on the inside of us. You need patience. It's here. Not being touchy, it's here. Not being proud, it's here. And, and we can't go by what we feel. See, you're walking in love the strongest when you feel like coming back at a person, you feel like uh, retaliating. You're walking in lo love the strongest when you love them, when you don't do what you want to do. You know, in a situation at home, when your, your spouse or your brother or sister or your roommate or something says something and you know you just let it go 
You're walking in love the strongest when you want to say it and you don't. See, some people say, think it's when I feel like it. It's if I feel like, you know, if I just feel like I got to let my mouth rip, then I'm going to let it rip. No, that's not walking in love. Love is I want to say something, but I'm not going to do it. I feel really impatient, but I'm just going to say, nope, God, I'm going to let your patience kick in. I'm going to be patient. Love is powerful. It is the working of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says God is love. We have God present, His Spirit present, to make every one of these aspects of love reality in our life, in our situations, in the real world, in, in whatever situation we find ourselves in, God is there available to help us to walk in love. And the world needs us as Christians, us as a church, to walk in His love, to be His representatives. Talking about real, honest, not putting something on, not saying thing, someone thing but doing another. We're talking about loving another person the way you would want to be treated. That's, that's what Jesus is talking about, and that's what we are Christians and as His church are commissioned to do. That's how we're going to be lights. Hallelujah. There's so much opportunity right now to be lights and to glorify God, just to, to humble ourselves and to let His love flow through us. Praise God. God is faithful to help us. God is faithful. If we will move to the side of agreeing with God, agreeing with what He said, all these things, go over those scriptures and, and look at them and say, well, I see myself like this. And in a situation, I see myself acting a certain way. I see myself acting in line with the Word of God. We can change. We can come up. None of us has arrived. There's room for improvement for every human on the planet. Amen. God is a good God. He is faithful. He's faithful to help us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord.